Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the 5-1 Speedway Show. This is another live episode, so hopefully everyone is caught up with the last episode, which was a pre-record with Michael Max. Unfortunately, I am still waiting for Dylan to log on. He did log on earlier to tell me he was running a bit behind, um, but so far he hasn't logged on yet. So I've got to kind of fill until he turns up. But uh, hopefully, like I said, you managed to catch up with all the other shows um, and everything. So, yeah, at least then you managed to um, sort of catch up with all the podcasts and everything. But what I'm going to do, oh, looks like I'm waiting for him to come on now. So if you just give me a minute. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for holding on. I know it's been a bit of a delay, but he's here now, the main man of the show. Uh, recent signing for Oxford. So he's back in this country after a good year with Plymouth last year, which we'll cover in later on, plus all the early stuff in his career. Please welcome to the show, Dylan Rummel. How you doing, Dylan? All good? And like usual, we're having... Don't know if you can hear me or not. <laughs> uh, hang on, he's got technical problems because I can't hear him. Only happens when you're live. Oh, he's gone again. So, yeah, only happens when you're live, you know, never happens when you're pre-recording. So, uh, he looks like he's coming back. Hang on a minute. Uh, but if, if anyone wants to ask Dylan a question or anything, uh, please leave a comment in the Facebook or YouTube section, and then we can ask Dylan those questions. Um, hopefully, it will start working in a minute. Uh, can't quite hear him, I don't think. On No, you still can't hear you, Dylan. So, again, no, I can't hear you, mate. I can't hear you. <laughs> okay, how's that? No, I can hear you now. We can all hear you now. That's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that had to have been my headphones. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. But uh, always happens in your life. Never happens when you're pre-recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so how you been keeping, man, anyway, since we last saw you over here in the UK? Uh, not too bad. Just uh, enjoying being home, to be honest with you. It's uh, it's nice to be back. Um, you know, I think I think the biggest thing is just coming home. And I mean, my issue is I love the food here. I, I can't <laughs> stand your food. So I, I have to be careful because if not, if I don't watch myself, I'll uh, definitely I, I try to binge eat everything I can before I go back over. Yeah, so you, is that basically going to like all the fast food places then, or is it just some sort of fancy restaurants you like going to then? Uh, I wish I could. Or I wish I could go to the fancy restaurants. <laughs> no, it's uh, not too bad though. Just, I mean, honestly, trying to stay on the bike as much as possible. That's really mm -hmm. what we've been aiming to do this off season. But obviously, you know, I think with uh, with COVID and all that. Unfortunately, we don't have our normal tracks running, but I mean, that's a big, uh, big ups to Steve Evans as mm -hmm. he's kind of given us the, the meetings to at least get a couple meetings in mm -hmm. for the, for the off season. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you managed to get, I think was maybe one or two meetings over December and then you've had, let's say one meeting in the new year so far. So you've had about three or four meetings roughly. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think we're roughly on the bike probably twice a month, twice a month during the off season about, which I mean, helps. It's definitely good being on the bike year round, mm. but 
yeah no it's uh it's definitely cool we have a a good track in uh bakersfield yeah that's probably i think our our best track that we have when it's done right mm. yeah because i've seen that some of your results and uh obviously your brother is is a tad good so you know that's what it is he, he keeps winning everything still well obviously you and brocky and luke keep rubbing shoulders which is good to see because obviously we get to see some of it on the live stream over here and then obviously catch up on the youtube so it's good to see i mean do you miss racing out there like in in the summer or do you, are you happy now to come over to england and ride no i i honestly i love racing in england that's yeah. definitely i think the the rider pool is quite a bit better mm. you know there's just more riders whereas like here you know sometimes you might you might get a race where it's uh you know like you have like maybe a, a good guy or two good guys and then it's you know kind of like somebody that you should beat and then there i mean when i'm in england it's usually three other riders that you know anybody could really win it mm. so it definitely helps yeah because i think once the season got going last year over here for yourself obviously it's like anything you know it takes you a little while to settle in you know new surroundings uh different people different tracks and everything but once you got going towards the end of the season you started winning races and started you know scoring some good points yeah yeah no i think that was that was the major thing is just settling in you know, I think it's it's a huge culture shock going over there, especially from here. It's quite a bit different. I mean, I think I've said this before, but, you know, it's hard to even, you know, consider it the same sport. Hmm. You know, when you race here and then you race there, it's just a, a whole different atmosphere. It's taken a bit more serious as well. And yeah, it's uh, definitely, I mean, like I said, I definitely enjoy racing over there it's good to hear because obviously you're down at Plymouth again nice small track you know so what's what you're used to um and everything like I said I think it was like the last meeting of the season like the anniversary meeting I think you almost made the final down there you know big, beating some good boys around there by the end of the year yeah yeah no I think you know if it wasn't for a couple I think I just had you know it's funny because I started that meeting and I felt really good on the bike. Everything felt like it was clicking and everything. And then I think it might've been my second, second heat or third heat. I don't remember, but had a mechanical failure. So then I had to hop on my other bike and then, you know, I think it was just like a, a series of events where, you know, I felt like, you know, after my first race, especially like there's some meetings where you go up to and you're just, you know, you, you can kind of have like that, that grit. I mean, I told, uh, told Lee that my mechanic that, you know, I, I think that we could win this tonight, mm. you know, and then unfortunately had a couple, couple bad mechanical fairs that sent me back three points with that, which I think was in my second race that I think I should have won. You know, I made the start and, and yeah, I would have been fine, but mm unfortunately that sent me back so yeah no i felt great though especially towards the end yeah and i mean i mean like i said the scores came and everything like that but obviously uh, everyone will know that max had dabble over here with edinburgh a few years ago so did he tell you anything like any good words of wisdom saying well do try this try that or anything or did you just leave it to do what you wanted to do yeah i mean he, he helped me as much as he could you know mm. i think it's you know it's really easy to to especially when you're not there to kind of give tips and advice or whatever, but you know, it's, it's hard to give anything 
of real value when you're not seeing what's happening. You know, mm. if you're not there, it's tough to to really put your finger on what needs to be progressed and what needs to be fixed. But mm. I mean, yeah, obviously he, he'd give me his his couple words of wisdom prior to uh to any of the tracks or whatever, but Okay. <laughs> oh, I think we lost the mic. Oh, you're good now. You're good. I can hear you. Oh, damn. You're good. Can you hear us? Oh. As you can see, we think we're having a few, again, more technical difficulties. It was working fine just for a minute there. So um, hopefully Dylan can get it sorted out. But, uh, yeah. So if everyone's watching, please make sure you share all the videos and everything and whatnot, what we've done so far, um, because they are great shows. And hope we're hoping to get more shows uh, coming on in the near future. We have I have asked several people to come on. Just waiting to reply. Oh, we've lost Dylan again. Um, hopefully, come back in a minute. But I have asked several riders of both uh, English riders and also foreign riders to come on the show. So hopefully, um, after uh, this one, uh, we should have a few more coming on. So fingers crossed. And Dylan's back. Is he? Is Dylan back? Can he hear us? Or yeah, I can hear you. The mic's a little, a little messed up now. All right. Well, I can hear. You. We can hear you loud and clear. So we're all good. Hold on. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I can hear you. Oh, he's gone again. So, but uh, like I said, you know, we're hoping to get a few more people on the show. Um, maybe not next week, but maybe the week after. Uh, like I said, several riders have got back to me. Um, I'm just waiting to hear confirmation of dates and everything. There are other riders who um, I have asked and not heard anything back from yet. But uh, fingers crossed we do, because they're all great guests that I think that uh, fans of the show, Speedway fans in general, uh, both in England and around the world, will appreciate and like. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully once we get these few technical difficulties out the way with Dylan, we can get him back on. Um, he's back again. Try again. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It's yeah. still, The microphone's still a bit messed up. Uh, well, we, we can. I can hear you uh, and everything. So, yeah, that's a nice shot of his ear. One um, second. Here, I'll okay. get my AirPods. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Always happens when you're live. It never happens when you're, you're pre-recording or anything. Oh, you know. But, uh, yeah. Getting a bit technical now. No, it's still the same thing. <laughs> oh, no. So. Um, uh, hopefully we get this all sorted out. So this could be a long evening, you know. It could be a long evening, this one. But uh, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna refresh it. And okay, then then. See if we can come back. Okay, Dylan. I'm sure when I put this other, when I edit this video, you know, to come out uh, again, you know, I will get rid of a lot of this bit. So, but um, yeah. So if there's anyone out there who wants to know or get anyone that uh, would recommend to come on the show, um, please leave comments or message me personally on my facebook or anything um because i'm always open to ears to hear other people who wants to, who wants to see on the show more than anything um like i said i've messaged several people waiting to hear responses for some good guests 
um, and everything. But um, again, if you've got a question for Dylan tonight, providing everything goes well tonight, uh, once these technical difficulties are all sorted, uh, I can ask him a question or two. But also, uh, like I said, share the page around with your friends and family just because uh, just we'll get more people liking it, you know, and things like that and get the viewing figures up on the previous shows um and things like that because there's plenty of other people we've had on we've had on who we had james shanes was our very first one over a year ago now we've had uh steve lachiro another american sean mcconnell uh we even had peter oaks on it was a good show with mark, i also had mark lemon mark laram is part one and i'm gonna get in contact with mark laram to hopefully get a part two sorted out soon um where and i've done two parts with chris morton two parts with chris louis and jeremy doncaster um and several other riders as well but like i said i'm in i'm in the process of talking to other people um and whatnot so hopefully you know we should get some more people coming on the show um i say both from england and in europe and america um and, and places like that but it's just a case of uh waiting and seeing more than anything but uh yeah so i'm doing my best to feel here guys i really am it's uh it's a new bit for me because this has never happened to obviously in our three live shows this is this is the sort of uh the worst one we've had really technically so far but um hopefully like i said you enjoyed the michael max one which was the last show um and he says a lot of great things and very interesting views on speedway um like many of the riders who are not riding nowadays have had, gave me interesting views with what everything so but um right dylan's back again let's see if it works all right can you hear me now dylan all good yeah i hear you perfect now all oh, right we're all good now woohoo don't worry we're completely re-edited this later on <laughs> <laughs> yes but um yeah i'm just just sort of saying about the previous guests we had but you know, talking about obviously your season and everything that we had um with, with plymouth and everything and how everything was going so good you know things like that i have actually got a clip from a race from the last meeting of the season um which i want to share with you uh it is i think your last qualifying race so um thanks to ken burnett at t2 tv for letting me use this footage but i think this was like the one of the one of the few reruns you had for this race um because i think a lot of you struggled to get around the first corner in this one um you're coming off gate three in this one um yeah and goes the first corner. henry atkins crashes so yeah do you remember uh, much about the, the race itself in this one no honestly i'm trying to remember that yeah i think henry it's... gets it gets excluded for this one um but yeah you can see the replay here um you get a slight knock from the inside of yourself and pushes you a little bit wide which knocks you into henry i think you know but uh yeah close racing isn't it really yeah well that, that's a tough part especially about racing at Plymouth is everything so I mean you're you're never really sorry I was just watching it you're no, never really, I mean within like like arm reach further than mm. arm reach with everybody yeah because it but uh, well, that's like almost riding some of the tracks back in back in the states really so you not shouldn't it doesn't really phase you I would imagine yeah I, I don't mind it too much I think the I mean like I said it's just the rider pool you know you're, you're racing against top guys in nearly every heat so yeah, i mean you've got danny king and zach cook in this one it's not really a, a hard heat either really you know but obviously danny's pushing you a little bit wide here you just get round him yeah yeah i think this is yeah this is i think my third or fourth i think this is your last night. qualifying race this was your last i think you had to win it to give you a chance to get into the to the last chance or 
whatever it was in the meeting, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Danny, Danny, Danny King, well established in the British League, and you just go around him like he's just standing still, really. Yeah, no, I, I felt really good, especially towards the end of the night on this one. I think mm. uh, we made one slight change, I think, mm. for the for the final heat, I believe. But yeah, it's definitely. Um, I felt really good going into that meeting. It was unfortunate that I had that mechanical failure that kind of set me back a bit. Yeah. You know, uh, I think I, I really, I felt like I could have won that meeting. You know, I, I think there's some meetings that you go into where you're just kind of, you know, you feel good, but you know, it's just another meeting. And then yeah. I think, you know, I think that was one of those meetings where, you know, like I'd said, I, <clears throat> I looked up or told Lee after the first heat, you know, where I felt super good on the bike. Everything felt right. Mm. You know, it felt like a meeting that it was just going to be one that I could win. But, yeah, unfortunately, not all things happen how they play out in your head. It never does, mate. It never does. But it's yeah. it's good to see how you how you how you improved though, because obviously Plymouth stuck by you for the whole season. You know, it could have been some clubs who said, "Well, okay, you're not performing. You could go back home," which has been which has been really unfortunate for yourself. But um, I suppose with having the likes of Brock and Luke in the same country, you know, that must have helped a little bit to have some sort of friendship and some guys there who can sort of like give you a pat on the back and try and keep you going. Yeah. No. I mean, that's that's pretty close to everything. You know what I mean? I think it's, you know, it, there's such a mental aspect to racing. And mm. I think that, uh, you know, when you're already in a foreign land and you're racing these bikes, you know, it's, it takes a mental toll on you when you just, I mean, there were some points when I was down in Plymouth or down in Cornwall where, you know, I'd have a bad meeting. I'd go home I'd go to my, to my room by myself, you know, and sit there and, you know, I think we, we were plagued with, with quite a few rain offs in the beginning mm. of the year as well. So, you know, I'd have a bad meeting, go home and sit in this room by myself for, you know, a week, two weeks at a time, you know, just waiting for the next meeting. Mm. You know, and I'd try to do some stuff to burn off some time and do all of that. But, you know, if you don't have the right people around you, especially, you know, at least friends and people that you're comfortable with. I think that was a, that was a big change that I had made towards the end of the year. Luckily, Alfie Botel yeah. had let me move in with him. And that kind of put me closer to the Hagans and, you know, closer to Brock and Sam Hagan and all of them where, you know, I felt comfortable. And I think, you know, once everything started lining up, you know, you saw the results starting to click. Yeah, yeah. Getting you around, like I said, get around those sort of people. You know, it, it'll lift you like tenfold because obviously Brock having a good season, you know, Sam having a good season as well as national league level. You know, surround yourself with all these positive people. It's always going to rub off on you in the end. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, you know, it it's the sport is so mental, and that's kind of a big thing that I learned as well. You know mm. what I mean? I think if you know your your own worst enemy is yourself and it, if you have a bad meeting and then you go home and you sit there and you know it, i think there's there's a healthy part of reflecting back on it but you know when you're sitting there and kind of dwelling on it and you have nobody to really you know kind of talk you out of your own nonsense mm. you know it, it could it could run its toll on you and i think that was something that i had learned that was one of the major key parts that are key factors in my season that i'd learned is you know it, 
who you're surrounded with is just as important as, you know, your fitness and, you know, your, your physical ability on the bike. Mm. Yeah. It's making yourself feel happy more than anything, you know, but with 2022 season, just around the corner for England, um, you signed with Oxford, which obviously is a, a big step for yourself. You know, you're moving away from Plymouth um, and then going to Oxford, reopening the tracks, being reshaped, relayed and everything. And you got yourself uh, uh, some good teammates around you for this season. So I think the likes of um, Scott Nichols and Troy Batchelor at the helm, you know, it's going to be another good year for yourself. You're going to be surrounding yourself with good professional riders, you know, who can who can help you out more than anything. And of course, probably a bit closer to the Hagens as well, not too far away. So you can always go there if you need to. So how are you looking and how are you approaching the, sorry, the 22 season in England? Good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's obviously, you know, nothing against Plymouth or, you know, anybody there, you know, they, like you said, they stuck by me. They were super, you know, patient with me, especially in the beginning of my year last year. You know, I think there there were some points in my season where, you know, I think even I probably would have replaced myself. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? But no, I think that's that was super cool of them. But I think, you know, one of the main things where or main reasons that I went over to England is, you know, to get into the bigger tracks and, you know, start to learn the technique of riding those and riding different circuits and all of that. And I think you know, I think it was a good move for my first year to be at Plymouth because, you know, it's something relatively familiar with me. But, mm. you know, I think it'll it'll help being at Oxford, being on a bigger, faster track that, you know, I think, you know, you have to learn that. You have to yeah. learn being on those, on the bigger circuit. So, mm-hmm. no, I think, you know, it's kind of tough as well when you say being with good riders at Oxford. Obviously, they all are, but... I mean, my first year at Plymouth, I had, you know, Bjarni and uh, Crumpy. Probably, mm. I don't think if you had any questions, you'd really want to ask anybody else. <laughs> Very true. Very true. You know, so, yeah, no, it, it definitely helps a bit, you know, having Scott Nichols and, you know, all the boys on the team. I think it'll be a good year. Mm. Yeah, and hopefully all the track behaves itself and, and things like that. Because I know uh, Jamie Courtney and all his crew up there are doing a fantastic job. And um, the guy who who's managed to put all the money in as well for the actual staying facilities is doing a grand job. So it all looks good. So roll on April for yourself then. So when are you actually hoping to come over to England? Are you coming over in March? Um, No, I think I'll probably – still trying to decide completely. <laughs> I think um... – you know, it's just tough with COVID and yeah. all of that. You know, you we have to do like a 10-day quarantine before we, I think, are able to like go out and about when we arrive. And I got quite a few things I still got to sort out, you know, prior to the season. But, you know, I was a bit surprised because I was planning on going over, you know, I think if you'd asked me in December, I probably would have said first week, first, second week of February. Oh, really? But yeah, but I think that, you know, the schedules had come out and, you know, I think our first meeting isn't until second week of April or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, you know, obviously there, there's plenty to figure out, but, you know, I'm not in too much of a rush to get there. You know, there, there's quite a few pieces of the puzzle that I still need to, you know, fit into the right place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I'll probably be there still third third week of february between 
either that or early March, no later than that. Well, that's pretty good then because it gives you time to settle in like you say if you've got to do a 10-day quarantine silly stuff again or whatever you have to do to, to even get in the country you know it gives you plenty and plenty of time to do that sort of thing but um let's turn back the clock a little bit because we wanted to know how did dylan run get started in speedway um because obviously you had a, a great career at juniors <laughs> and things like that i remember seeing you on i think it was the 250s and the live streams and things like that it's kicking butt you know and things like that but how did it all start for yourself well, I grew up uh, racing motocross. I think yeah, that's, okay. yeah, I think that's honestly the story of most speeder riders, right? <laughs> you know, I think uh, most people probably start with motocross, but yeah, no, I, we went out to a motocross, I think it was Milestone, <laughs> and racing out there, and we had met uh, Ramirez's family, mm. and they had, there was a flat track right behind the, um, right behind the motocross track, like, when you drive in and we'd kind of went over there a couple times to like see what it what it all was mm. and yeah they did pretty much i think my dad had started talking to uh, sam ramirez and he had asked you know if we wanted to take a spin on one of the speedway bikes and it was super foreign to us you know speedway mm. bikes with anybody when they look at them you know they kind of think that you know that they're super simple bikes and you know you, it almost looks like a bicycle with an engine strapped onto it you know yeah. what i mean but yeah and he had asked us to do it so you know we went i think we came back you know maybe a week later or something took a spin on the bikes and you know i think me and max took a real liking to it so you know we wanted to keep doing it but obviously you know you my dad told us you know we it's either speedway or motocross you know we can't mm -hmm. afford both of them yeah and you know sometimes i look back on it and i regret it sometimes i don't but <laughs> yeah no i guess we'd both said that we want to race speedway so mm. yeah and that was pretty much it till then mm. from then till now you know a lot of money spent a lot of work <laughs> put in but you know, here we are. Yeah, it's all paying off now, you know, more than anything. And plus, with motocross, sometimes it's a it's a shorter career than speedway. Speedways are probably a little bit safer than what motocross is. You know, judging by some of the high speed crashes and all that sort of thing. And I mean, uh, I think did you go and see uh, a two yesterday? Yeah, yeah. No, we were out at Supercross last night. It mm. was uh, super cool. I think. You know, I was hoping Anderson was going to win it. <laughs> Yeah. He would have. I think he skipped. I think he missed a gear and shifted into neutral in one of the bends. <laughs> but you know, if it wasn't for that, I think he would have won it. But no, probably that was done. good on good on Tomac. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I'm fortunate I've managed to experience A one uh, once, and that's uh, just blew my mind with everything. But uh, I mean, maybe one day that could be an American Grand Prix. You know, you could go all extreme like that. Yeah. No. I. I mean, every time. I look at like the the Angel Stadium, and you know all those places. I I always think, man, this would be perfect for a Grand Prix. Mm. You know what I mean? Every stadium, any place that I go to, like that. You know, and when I go to a football stadium, I'm always looking at the layout, trying to think. <laughs> Yeah, man, like this could work. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's you and uh, Steve Evans and hundreds, hundreds of other American Speedway fans are thinking the same thing whenever they see that sort of stadium on TV. You know, that that looks better with a track in it than a, than a football field or a baseball field or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think whenever I go to those events, I'm kind of plagued with those thoughts. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's almost, I can't even focus on the things I'm thinking, man, 
you know, like obviously like there's a lot of football fans and all of that, but you know, I, I've never really got into football or watching baseball or really any of that stuff. So, you know, and I always kind of sit there, especially halfway through it, like thinking like, man, like I'm almost ready to go home. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like the, I think if a lot more people were exposed to it here, you know, they'd take a real liking to it. Well, it seems like everything's on the up in America, thanks to Steve Evans and getting these tracks coming. You know, it seems like left, right, and centre most seasons. You know, and with having um, XRTV covering it, live streaming it, you know, and things like that, and putting it out on YouTube, and they're doing a fantastic job. Um, from what I've seen from over here, it gives us a lot, gives you guys a lot more exposure, and it gives uh, the America, the uh, the British promoters something to look at. So when you go back home to race, they can follow you and things like that, you know. But um, fortunately, all your major events, like the FAM, um, was it North American Championship, um, is in the winter time, so you don't have to worry about going backwards and forwards between the US and England. So, but do you would would you like to go back maybe in the summer for like do one or two meetings during the speedway season? Yeah, yeah, of course I would. I'd love it, but you know, it's just like I said, if COVID wasn't an issue. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. that that would definitely be considered quite a bit more. You know, I think also coming home, it would probably, you know, be a bit of a refresher. Mm. You know, but it it's definitely tough being over there for eight months out of the year and not seeing any of your family or anything mm. like that. But you know, I think being over there and not coming home or doing any of that you know you're much more appreciative when you do yeah that's for sure but yeah, yeah no there, there's a couple events that i've looked at and thought man you know if the schedules you know align and everything were to work out you know i'd definitely look into it but mm. at the moment it's just too tough with covid and all that yeah. it does throw a spanner in the work so to speak you know this blooming covid like you know if it, if it was back to a normal life you would be totally fine because obviously with the likes of um industry and costa mesa looking like they're coming back for this season you know obviously brilliant to have costa mesa back um and kelly inman doing a grand job with with industry you know it's more race time for you guys even if you didn't come over to england you know that's that's the good thing about about everything now and of course when steve evans then does his stuff in sort of like not during the summer but mainly after the summer into the winter sort of time keeps everything fresh and keeps everything going for you guys yeah no i mean i think i had talks with like max and brock and you know with everybody you know it's kind of unfortunate but you know, the main goal for most people is to, you know, get good enough to be able to go over and race in the leagues in England, you mm. know, and it, it'd be cool if, you know, that, that wasn't necessarily a main objective, you know, and it'd be cool if, you know, you could make a real living, you know, racing your bike here, mm. but unfortunately, you know, there's just not enough races and, and all of that, but yeah, no, it definitely be, be super cool to do that. Um, Unfortunately, like I said, it, it definitely needs to be uh, a bit bigger here before that's the main objective. But no, I, I talked with Max and Brock about it, and you know, it'd be definitely where was I going with it? It'd be cool for yeah, sure. it would be if yeah. That wasn't the main objective to do that. You know, mm. we could race here, but oh, that's right. But you know, if the if we had like the season because i think our season here in the states we race in the summer yeah but you know as the the main objective of everybody here is to kind of get good enough to go race in england 
you know, it'd be neat that, you know, we'd race the season in the summer in uh, England. And then, you know, it'd be cool if the season here was in the winter. Yeah. Because our winters aren't nearly as bad as your guys is. <laughs> no, it isn't so, as cold, I suppose. No, it isn't as cold, no. but it's still cold. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why, that's why we try to get out of there before it really starts to hit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of the British fans who follow the Americans and everything like that are surprised that Max, your brother, hasn't come back over for a second stab at it right in England. I know he's, he did the um, Grand Prix qualifier last year at Glasgow and did really, really well, you know, and things like that. So it proves that even your brother is good enough to still come back over, you know. Um, has he had like any opportunity to come back over or is it a case of he's just happy riding back at home? You know, I think he, he's definitely interested in it. You know, it's not, it's not that he's not uh, interested to come back over or anything like that. You know, I think the stars just have to align, Mm -hmm. you know, like we had talked about earlier, it's just tough to go over and, you know, if if you don't have the right setup and you're not there with the right people, you know, you're pretty much wasting your time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You, you kind of have to, you know, unfortunately you're not always, I mean, I know I probably wasn't ready when I'd first went over, but you know, you kind of have to make do with what you got and do everything. But you know, there's, there's a certain amount of that where, you know, you don't want to show up, you know, to a foreign country with foreign people. And then, you know, you're doing this sport where you have to be, you know, a hundred percent mentally there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything has to align. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, he's definitely looking into it and I'm sure he's got his own things in the works, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think his, uh, his main objective is, or his main idea behind it is if he's going to do it, he wants to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes complete sense. Cause obviously, you know, you're uprooting your whole life for eight months of the year to come over and race, you know, and things like that. It's a huge commitment, you know, and, uh, like you said, everything's got a line and things like that. But going back to your early days of your career and things like that, on my notes I've got here is that you managed to basically dominate the 250 class for a few years, uh, winning, what was it, a uh, three-time California state champion, you know, and things like that. You know, that must have been great for yourself at such a young age to be winning um, these, these – this, oh, sorry, dominating this class really for, that, for such a young age. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was definitely cool. Um... You know, I think it, it's all, you know, the junior bikes, you definitely have a good time. You start to learn, you know, the right habits on the bikes and all of that. But, you know, it, it's almost like you're kind of, when you hop onto the bigger bikes, you, you're kind of starting over. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that was kind of a refresher that I needed as well. But, no, I mean, like I said earlier, it's just tons of money, tons of time spent, <laughs> you know, in the junior class. Yeah, you know, I think, I think to this day, I probably got hurt more racing two fifties than I have in my professional career. Mm. You know, I've been quite lucky with that with that aspect of the sport. Yeah, make sure you touch that bit of wood behind your head, though, just to make sure you don't jinx it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean. I mean I think you rode, was it also in the Monster Invitational was the 250 demonstration races and things like that, you know, so surround yourself with sort of like those top boys that came over <laughs> for those few years that had it there, you know, again, looking and learning from a young age, because obviously, you know, that's going to be you in two or three years time. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, a huge thing that, that I do, and that's like big ups to like the XSRA TV, 
know them for doing our live streaming and all of that. But, you know, I, I'm constantly going back and looking at my races and, you know, analyzing and trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong. And, you know, I'm looking at other guys and what they're doing. And then, you know, I'm constantly watching videos on like Facebook and YouTube and, you know, just simple things like starting technique and, and all of that. I'm mm -hmm. constantly trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong and all of that. But, you know, it, it's definitely a harder thing to, uh, to put that into practice. Mm. But yeah, even from the 250 class, you know, that, that was a big thing that I do. And I think that's probably what helped me progress or progress quite a bit. in in that division was just, you know, constantly watching like the bigger guys and, you know, the guys in the, the professional class and trying to figure out, you know, what are they doing? You know, how could I kind of, you know, mirror what their, their style and, kind of formulate my own mm. yeah it's like a lot of riders nowadays i mean we had stefan nielsen on previously to the show and he said that he did the same thing he watches dvd off the dvd of him riding you know and things like that so he knows how to sort of like improve himself for next <laughs> time he goes to a, a track or just riding in general so you know it's good to hear that there's another rider also who does the same thing i'm sure there's several riders out there with with obviously having social media and stuff like that more nowadays you can just watch it back and go okay here's what i did wrong do this right next time type of thing and you know make that mental note yeah yeah i think it's <clears throat> it's quite easy to go back to a race you know that you won you know especially if you're if you're proud of that race or you know you might not have even thought that maybe you weren't going to win it, mm. but it's definitely uh, <clears throat> a lot more productive when, when you're going back to all the races, even that you didn't excel too well in and that, you know, you don't think that you fared too, too good in. And I think it's, it's super important, at least in, in my program that, you know, is that I'm going back and watching the races that I can watch mm. and, you know, analyzing what I'm doing and trying to figure out, you know, what I can improve on. Mm. yeah because you always can improve on something no matter how big or small it is you can always improve you'll never stop learning this game <laughs> yeah yeah that's the the twisted aspect of this sport is you know you're chasing something you're probably never going to achieve you know no. what I mean? to be perfect on the bike is you know you, you might as well be waiting for the grass to turn blue and the sky to turn green <laughs> you know what I mean? that's probably a good way of looking at it yeah because uh you know it's not it's not going to happen i mean you could be perfect one race and then you can come stone last the next it's just so crazy this game yeah no it's such a headache i mean that that was another thing and that was a big you know mental issue that i had had last year you know i mean i had one meeting where i felt super great you know and then i'd go to the next one and you know the tracks were Almost, I mean, even at Plymouth, I'd have a good meeting and then I'd go back and use the same setup because I'd think, oh man, I got like, all right, like that setup worked. That's what I'm going to do. And I'd go back and it's like, I'm starting over. Mm. You know what I mean? It's such a headache where you can go from one meeting. Like I had one meeting at Birmingham where, you know, I think I had scored nine, maybe 10 points. And I think it was nine. And, you know, I, I felt super good on the bike. Everything felt like it was clicking everything felt good and then i went back you know also i was i think i'd come back and i was sick but you know i'd guested for birmingham maybe towards the end of the year and i think it was the only probably worst meeting of my of my season yeah you know and i was sitting there kind of scratching my head wondering you know 
I thought I thought we had this place figured out, you know. And now I'm coming back, and I feel like a a dude that doesn't even know how to ride a bike. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I mean, I remember seeing that scoreline when you Plymouth were there. I think you might have been down at reserves. I mean, so you got like nine, paid ten or eleven or something. See the other. I think you made heat fifteen as well. It was your first heat fifteen? And yeah, uh, I led the heat fifteen too mm. on the first start. I knew. I could have won it as well. I mean, I think I would have if uh, Harris didn't go down in the first turn. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he had uh, – I think he would realized that I'd gotten a jump on him. <laughs> and, I, I mean, I'm not sure if maybe he'd cut back and just slid out or what. But, you know, I think I'd watched the video and I thought, man, I, I think he probably could have stayed on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it would have given me my first heat 15. But <laughs> – no, it was definitely probably a smart move on his part. You know, I think that's mm. where his wisdom had beat my my skill in the night. Mm. But yeah, no, I definitely felt super good on that meeting. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, you went back there as a guest for someone else, whether it was Berman or the away team, and you you scored one or two points. And like you said, you can go from being on cloud nine, thinking, "Yeah, I got it all dialed in." When I go back here, be even better, and then you come come back there again, you get same setup, exactly the same. You go, you think, what the hell's happened here? <laughs> yeah, it's such a headache. It's such a headache of a sport. You know, you sit there and you think you got it all figured out and you think everything's clicking. And then, you know, I think a main thing of it as well, you know, like I had said, the only thing that was different was, you know, I'd gotten sick maybe mm. that, you know, the week prior to guesting. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, uh, like I, I don't know if I'm if I'm really fit to ride right now or any of that, you know. And I thought, well, maybe if I commit to it, <clears throat> you know, and closer to the meeting, you know, I'll mm. feel better. And which I did, I did feel better, you know, especially prior to the meeting. But you know, I think you know that would that thought was in the back of my head. Mm. So, I mean, confidence is a huge factor when you're racing over there. You know, if, yeah. if you're not confident in your abilities on the bike and you're not confident, you know, being next to somebody, you know, rubbing elbows, I think it's, you know, you, you're, you can make the jump and not get to where you need to be. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's such a huge factor, part of, part of everything. Mm, exactly. And of course, you do all the groundwork at junior level to then go up into the 500s. And it took you a little while to win a few events, I think it was, because obviously you had the likes of Brock, Max, Billy J, you know, um, people like that who are all and Luke, you know, uh, all above you sort of thing as you're coming into it and sort of dominating the 500 class. So even though you, you come over to England and you say it's you're learning here and it's tough here, it's still tough back at home because all those boys there are so still top of their game around the around your tracks. Yeah. No, I think every time I've, I mean, when I've come home, you know, even just the this last season when I left and then I came back, you know, it was even the the riders that we had left, you know, had definitely improved quite a bit, you know. And, I mean, you never really, like, you, you don't go over and you come home and think, and, and think you're going to dominate, you know what I no. mean? I think it's more or less, you know, you, you're almost starting over. You know, when mm. you come back, you know, everybody that's racing here almost has an edge on you because they're so used to to racing on bigger tracks and racing, you know, over in England. And now you're kind of – you're starting over again mm. and it takes it, it takes a couple of meetings to kind of get back into the gist of it and, you know, yeah. turn the bike inside out that, you know, you are doing what you have to do when you're 
racing here. Yeah, I think the difference is also also is the um, the bigger tracks over here. You know, you like you say, you're used to letting probably the, the bike run a bit further and things like that, silly little things like that, or leaving your turn later and getting away with it. Whereas back at home, you're there turning so sharply to get that sort of apex and the square in the corner off more times than not. I mean, um, well, Bakersfield is a fantastic new track because it looks like um, from the outside, obviously I've never seen it in person, but it looks like it's a good little fast track with, with various good lines on it. So you can pass inside and outside and you can even run off the track if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah yeah i think there was one race I, I forget who it was somebody had hooked up a little bit on the back straightaway and went straight into the pits bakersfield especially if it's if it's done right it's probably one of the best tracks we've had here mm. you know it's got a good banking it's wide you know there's multiple race lines you know what like i said when it's done right it's uh probably you know it, it's a great racetrack mm. you know and i think it, it's a good place where all the boys can go and dice it up yeah i mean it looks good i mean i think i remember seeing one meeting though i think it might have been like the second or third meeting there where you it was a bit wet and steve had to move the track or rearrange the track a little bit so you missed the holes and then the, the meeting unfortunately got abandoned i think it was um because there was a i think it was a hole or something on the entrance of turn one was that one of the meetings there or was that a different track i'm thinking of no i think that might have been paris Oh, it might be in Paris, right? Okay, because I remember seeing a, a meeting. I'm thinking, oh, geez, that has been a bad track, and to cancel it because normally you guys just just keep going till the end, and you make a good show of it. Yeah, well, I mean, there was even sometimes, you know, when I went over to England, and I thought, man, like, surely, surely that we we can't race on this, <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, certain tracks riders showed up, and you know, it it didn't look up to par at all, you know, and then racing got going and. You know, you get it maybe the second round of racing and it's, you know, the track starts to kind of formulate itself and you think, man, like, I think, you know, you kind of think back on it like, well, glad, glad we got on with it. Mm. You know what I mean? But no, yeah, there's definitely, there's been only a small fraction of times, you know, out of racing where, you know, we've kind of all got together as, or all the riders got together and we thought, you know, this is. I think we're just we're we're dancing with the devil here when we're <laughs> you know trying to yeah. decide you know if, if is this actually safe and is it fit you yeah. know for racing especially if the track I mean it's almost more dangerous when the track is slick rather than you know when there's dirt on it mm. because then everybody's confident you know yeah. everybody knows that you know they they can ride the track so everybody starts getting a bit more brave. Mm. You know, and you kind of have to be a bit more aggressive when you're making passes or something like that because you, you know, you don't have those race line options to go to the dirt or something like that. So, you know, it's argue, arguably, you know, I'd say definitely a bit more, bit more dangerous when you're, you know, dealing with the track rather than, you know, the three other guys next to you. Mm. well then that's obviously four things to contain with three blokes and a track it's not really like you say the, the one thing you want to be worrying about more than anything but um again just looking back a bit in your career your first real taste of england came in uh 2017 when it was the world team cup and uh, i mean prior to that you had two warm-up meetings where uh i managed to help you on the spanners at uh kent and Mildenhall when it was the transatlantic sort of three-team tournaments and 14 tournaments you were doing 
Um, I mean, that must have been a great eye opener for yourself to think this is where I need to be and where I want to be, you know, and things like that. You know, I mean, okay, they're only at national league level, which is third division in England, but still, they're competitive meetings and they didn't let you have it all your own way to start with. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was definitely, um, you know, it was definitely an eye opener. You know, when I'd come over for, you know, I never came over for like the dream team tours, anything, mm. anything like that. But when I'd come over for the uh, World Cup, it was, I mean, huge eye opener that, you know, and kind of exposed all of us to, you know, where where we need to be and what we need to do, you know, and just just the the living aspect of being over in the foreign country, you mm. know, is, I mean, so different. It's completely different to here. You know what I mean? And it's surprising to say, because, I mean, if you're just like, online or whatever you'd think oh well it's probably not that different you know mm. but you know you're driving down this some of the streets in england and you know you see these houses that are just like built with like you know brick stone <laughs> you know and just little things like that where you're seeing that and it's like man like yeah we're, we're not we're not in cali anymore you know what I mean? <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean even um because obviously you've often done those meetings and you done pretty well on all of the well the Team America won both meetings, which was great because I think it was yourself, Luke, um, and Gino was in the team at the time. You know, all, all kids basically against uh, the well, the best in the world, really. You managed to qualify for the race off from Kings Lynn to go to wasn't it Legno? I think it was for for the race off, yeah. um, where Luke Becker got that famous heat, that last heat win. You know, <laughs> to manage to get Team USA some good points. But I mean. Running at Kings Lynn is one thing, and then running against the best in the world at Kings Lynn again another thing, and you hadn't seen either. So it must have been, like I said, a huge eye opener. And I think you may have struggled a little bit because I think I remember you took a tumble in one of your races, if I remember rightly, didn't you? Yeah, I think uh, I forget which heat it was, but mm. yeah, I'd taken a bit of a tumble. And I mean, if you've been to Kings Lynn, it's definitely not. Uh, I mean, not one of the places. Obviously, you don't fancy going down going down anywhere but mm. you know king's Lynn's a fast track with you know with dirt and you know if it's if there is a bit of dirt you know you're moving pretty quick there so yeah. it's not not somewhere where you really want to go down but yeah no it's definitely an eye-opener especially being next to you know the big names that are in the world that were in the world cup and all of that you know it's a huge huge eye-opener and definitely a bit of a, a humbling experience as well, mm. you know, where you kind of, you go to these meetings and you see them and you race against them, you know, and you kind of, you kind of have your own mental ideas of what could happen and, and all of that. But, you know, especially when things don't go your way, you know, you think, all right, well, you know, you kind of go home thinking, all right, well, I got work to do. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I'm definitely not, not where I need to be in this. So, you know, you kind of go back and reflecting and, trying to decide you know what what you need to change and what you need to fix to mm. hopefully get to that level mm. yeah and of course i think i think now you're well on the way to that you know because again you're you're back over for a second season in england that we touched on earlier you know things like that so you know it's all slowly snowballing and hopefully you can get into the to the grand prix qualifiers and and things like that oh and we've lost him again oh dear. it's not our night ladies and gentlemen for this, for this sort of thing unfortunately it was going so well it was um hopefully Dylan will be back in a minute um and hopefully you're enjoying the show so far 
uh, again, I've got to sort of try and fill now for a little while so we see that Dylan comes back online. Um, but if you have, again, if you've got any questions or anything like that that you want to ask, please feel free to leave a comment. Um, I can see what comes in. So um, feel free to leave a comment and things like that. Um, yeah, because I say we're just touching on well, Dylan's first sort of experience in England, you know, with the World Team Cup. And I'm sure a lot of you can remember uh, the Team USA doing extremely well to qualify from Kings Lynn um, with Steve Evans's young team, you know, and uh, and things like that with Lance King at their helm at the time as well. So, I mean, that was a great achievement for the team, you know, to get to Legno, you know, I think that was their main goal. Was to, I think they managed to beat the Czechs, if I remember rightly. Again, apologies if I get me some of my facts wrong. It's all off, some of it's off the top of my head more than anything. But um, when Dylan come, does come back on online, um, there is a few more clips that I want to show him. Uh, I think a couple of races there, which will uh, make the English fans realise how tough the racing is in America. I mean, you, you guys have probably seen a lot of it already. Um, I say thanks to um, the uh, live stream from XSRTV, you know, um, and obviously what you see on Facebook, on the Speedway USA page um, and, and stuff like that, really. Uh, so hopefully, again, once we get Dylan back, I'm still waiting to see him appear on my screen. Um, then uh, we, we can keep going more than anything uh, with, with the show and everything. But again, if you haven't managed to catch up with all the other shows, and if you're new to the 5-1 Speedway show, um, so this is episode number 42, uh, and the previous shows before all this have been fantastic. You know, we've had some great guys come on the show, um, some fantastic stories um with with these guests you know it's on uh spotify as a podcast along with apple Podcasts, as well as on many other channels um where it gets shared about but please share it with your friends and family uh you know if they're a speedway fan or just get into speedway you know this is fantastic for them to, to learn the legends and also the current riders um of, of our sport you know um hopefully we'll get a few more guys on who are still riding who are riding into, into this season coming um uh you know as i've had previously on the show i've had tom brennan on the show i've had jason edwards on the show drew, drew kemp uh you know and people like that uh i know a lot of it's heavy eastbourne because i'm an eastbourne fan and uh and things like that but hopefully the guy people you guys who aren't eastbourne fans uh can uh, sort of appreciate um what is going on you know with uh with eastbourne hopefully they'll be back next year um, and I try to get different aspects of uh, sort of their, their views on the sport. Um, again, reiterate the Michael Max chat. We had a good chat about uh, his views on Speedway, you know, as a obviously with him being the track curator at Dakarna, you know, and uh, and things like that. But um, yeah, still waiting for, for Dylan to come back online. I don't know where he is. Um, it was going so well until he decided to, to walk around, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think he's coming back. Um I can see something on my screen. Uh, let's see if this is working. All right. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think if we if we pre-recorded this, you know, nothing would go wrong. No, exactly. Yeah, but... It would be totally fine. It would be totally fine for it. If it being live, you know, it's typical. But um, yeah, and I mean, like I said, we were, just, we were just literally just talking about obviously that that 27 season um, with you riding over with Team USA um, and then obviously qualifying for that race. Off. I mean, going to Legno, I mean, that's a bit of a difference from, say, riding somewhere like uh, up at Auburn or down at Costa Mesa or at Industry. It's a huge, huge track. And I mean, do the, do the sort of the big tracks sort of favor you or you like? A, do you prefer the small technical tracks? You know, I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, have a preference. You know, I think, um, you know, the bigger tracks is, 
is where the bigger meetings are usually. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily mind smaller tracks though. You know, it's, if the tracks are done right, especially, you know, I, I definitely, I like any track that's prepped well. Yeah. You know what I mean, you know, if, I mean, even sometimes if it's not necessarily favorable, you know, conditions, but you know, anything then, then it being dry and slick and, you know, hard where it's kind of, you know, whoever makes the start, mm-hmm. you know, those are the kind of the, the style tracks where, you know, if it's just, you know, who can gate the best, then, you know, for one, it's boring for spectators and two, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's almost boring for, for the riders as well. Cause I mean, it's such a pain when you see somebody, you know, that, you know, you can be and that, you know, you're quicker than, but you're kind of, you know, you know, trimmed down by the, you know, track conditions where you can't make a move that you necessarily want to make, make or, you know, do something that you want to do because, you know, if you, if you move off the race line, it's just, you know, you, you might as well just go backwards. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get that. I mean, you've got to have a bit of um, a, a variation of racing lines, you know, and, and, and just things like that. So, but um, obviously, when you came back in well, during the 2018 season, you and Max managed to win the uh, AMA best pairs. And I mean, that must've been great for yourself to, to win that with, with Max, you know, um, to get a little bit of glory between yourself. Cause that must've been, it must've been a, uh, a rare amount of times you've actually run together as a pair. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it was a cool thing when we are paired up, you know, I think we, we were looking into doing it this year, but unfortunately, you know, with racing over in England and all of that, you know, I'm not, I wasn't exactly sure of, you know, if the stars all align or anything mm-hmm. of that. So, you know, he kind of said, well, all right, well, you know, he, I need to make a decision here with who I'm going to pair up. Cause you know, if he didn't, if he didn't pair up with anybody, you know, soon, you know, before you know it, everybody's kind of already matched up and you're kind of stuck there without a partner, mm-hmm. you know? So, but yeah, no, it was definitely a cool thing winning that with him. You know, I think we had we had given Brock and Luke a good run as well in the last, or I'm not sure if it was the last one or the time before, but yeah, the last one when Brock and Luke had paired up, you know, we'd given them a good run as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we were pretty close to winning it, I think. I think it was only, you know, one race result that kind of set the difference. But yeah, no, it's it definitely cool riding with him rather than, you know, usually ra- racing against him. <laughs> Yeah, because I can imagine he's a handful when you ride against him. I have seen some of his moves he's done, and he's, he's pretty good. But um, also looking at yourself, I mean, in 2018, you had a good season in the, in the States because you were up there for the uh, AMA Championship for quite a while um, and things like that. And I've got a race from, uh, was it Fast Fridays, Auburn, um, where I think you managed to, to, to win the round. Um, this is a pretty good race. Um, I can't remember who you're riding against. Um, I think it might even be might even have been Max. I've got Aaron Fox in this one. I'm Billy Joe, I think it is. Um, just looking at it, but um, yeah, and I mean, again, it's a good little track. This one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a, one of our good ones with uh, Billy Joe and Aaron Fox. I think uh, you know, I looked looked for Max a bit. You know, Auburn's one of those tracks as well that it's a bit it's a bit tough to, uh, especially with the conditions how it is here in this video. Mm. You know, it's a bit tough to uh, look for your partner and, you know, look for who you're racing with. Sometimes it, I think the best, 
the best course of action is just to make a start and hopefully the everybody kind of falls in line with you know with what's preferable obviously a 5-1 but mm-hmm. yeah no it's definitely uh a cool deal I'm, I'm not sure if this was best pairs or no, i think that one was the it was the amas was the amas i think it's yeah, one of the yeah, ones that's... that you managed to win so but that was the round i think you won you know i think it might have put you maybe about fourth in, in the championship i think something like that but um again a, a good season you know you're you obviously you know you can beat these boys you know okay you gotta make a few better a good, few good starts to beat the boys but you can beat them they are beatable which is more than anything which is a good thing yeah yeah no i mean that that just goes back to you know what what i'd said earlier is you know confidence is keen you know yeah. i mean i think you know you know, if you're not walking around as the king, you're walking around, you know, wanting to be the king. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, um, you know, it, it's a huge, huge factor. It's just knowing that you can. Yeah, and believing that you can more than anything because that, 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 that's the key, you know, especially like you keep reiterating, coming from one country to another, you know, you need that sort of experience. You know, you need that confidence. You need to be with the right people and everything else like we just, like we just mentioned earlier, you know, but um, it is good to see that obviously you are progressing and the progression is always in the right direction. You know, you've not, you, you don't seem to be struggling or anything like that, you know, more than anything, which is great. Um, and hopefully you can hit the ground running with Oxford. Uh, in 2022 because obviously ending the way you did last year you know will only help you in the long run more than anything yeah no i'm hoping that you know when when i come back over you know i can kind of pick up where i left off you know what i mean i think Mm -hmm. it's going into this year it's going to be definitely tough i mean i mean no less tough than than last year of course but Mm -hmm. at least now i i kind of got an idea of what to expect you know i've i've been there now for a season i kind of have an idea of you know the tracks where i'm going to be racing and you know what i need to do what i need to improve on you know where i need to excel where you know bad habits i need to get rid of you know (laughs) so yeah exactly it's just uh it's just a huge thing you know especially having a season under my belt that that makes a difference now Mm. you know and I'm, i'm hoping i can um put in some good results for oxford and you know, like you had said, hit the ground running. Mm. And I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I'm, I'm, I would have thought that sort of track would suit you. Um, have you actually looked at any videos of Oxford for what it was like before they shut down? Yeah, I, I've watched quite a few videos on it. You know, I'm definitely, uh, I've definitely looked into it. You know, it, it definitely looked like a good track, you know, and I've seen, um, you know, some top secret photos of <laughs> you know, what it's looking like now, but no, it's looking like it's going to, you know, they're spending a lot of time on it and, you know, Jamie and, you know, all the boys down there, you know, they, they seem to be putting the work that needs to be put in mm. you know, yeah. and they're doing what needs to be done to uh, make it a good, a good circuit for, you know, all, all of us to go and race. And, you know, I'm definitely, I'm looking forward to starting the season there for yeah. sure. Have you t- have you tapped up a certain Mr. Hancock about any setups or anything as you used to ride at Oxford? You know, I I, I haven't yet, but it's definitely crossed my mind. <laughs> you know, I think you know when if you have if you have the dude's number, you might as well give him a call, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it would be handy to have him on speed dial, isn't it? <laughs> no more than anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. No, but obviously, you know, it's great to be able to have that sort of um, access to talk to, like, say, likes of Greg and people like that, you know, who can just be at the end of a phone call and say, well, what's going on? You know, you can always 
go, go to him whenever you need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, you know, they've all those guys, you know, all the people that are more experienced and everything, you know, you, it's almost always, you know, expressed with, you know, if you have any questions, just give me a call. Mm-hmm. You know, they all kind of say that. So it's definitely helpful to have them, you know, I mean, I, I know that I could give Greg a call or I can give one of them a call, you know, and ask a question. I know that it's going to get answered. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I know that, you know, they're, they're going to put their best foot forward and, you know, making sure that they're giving the right advice and, and, you know, saying what they need to say to, uh, to only help any of us, you know what I mean? So it definitely helps having, you know, a lot of the big names that we do. And I mean, now that I've gotten a season under my belt with like Plymouth, you know, that, that was a huge thing for my first year there is having Bjarni and Crumpy and all of them in my, in, you know, in my corner and having them, you know, on the team to, you know, if, if something wasn't going right or whatever, I could go over and, you know, ask the questions that need to be asked. And mm-hmm. they'd almost, you know, unless they're busy getting ready for the next race, you know, it was always answered with, you know, with the utmost help and, you know, trying to direct us in the right, in the right uh, way. Yeah. That's what you need as a young kid. You know, you need, you need that sort of direction more than anything, but before we just sort of sign off for the evening, I've got another race. I want to show you. Uh, it's a bit of a classic in my opinion, between you and, and uh, Brock uh, for the red, white and blue helmet. Um, and, when I watched this to find out some research and everything else like that, I thought these were some classic races because basically this is like a one lap dash um, over three races to, over a match race. And I mean, do you enjoy doing these sort of meetings? Yeah, no, I, I love these these races where it's you know kind of a, a one versus one kind of style. You know what I mean? I think it's mm. uh, you know when when you're racing a race where there's three other guys, you know, you can kind of get, kind of get lost in the pack. Whereas, yeah. you know, if there's just one other guy, you know, you can really, you guys can really dice it up and switch lines. And it's a lot easier to read, you know, what, mm. what move he's going to make and what, what you need to do to, uh, to win the race. Obviously yeah. I think these are super cool style races. Yeah. I enjoy them quite a bit. Yeah, I think it's great because it makes the the program a bit different as well. It's not all about, let's say, four men races. You know, you got uh, match races, and of course, I think Brocky had to beat uh, two other opponents before he met you in the last sort of races of the of the evening as well. So, of course, he's done more racing than you already. Ah, uh, yeah, but... I should have went to the dirt. <laughs> Here Too we go. Dirt in that one. Yeah, hear you analysing about your racing now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, and I mean, okay, down to the last match race, obviously this one, you know. Um, I mean, did you feel any pressure on your shoulders when it came down to this one? Um, you know, I think I think every race, you know, I think sometimes I'll probably put more pressure on myself than, than needs to be. Mm. You know, I think uh, I'm my own – I mean, I'm probably my worst critic, mm. you know, but – yeah, it's definitely, I mean, these races, obviously, you, I mean, nobody races for second place. No, you know? no, so exactly. I, think, uh, I mean, that, that's kind of the funny thing, I think, growing up racing and growing up in the sport is I've never been, I've never been nervous about, you know, getting hurt or anything like that. I'm almost, 
you know, any of my nerves that are before a race or whatever, it's almost nerves of, you know, not performing to my own expectation. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I'm really nervous before a race, it's almost like, you know, I'm nervous of, you know, not winning rather Mm -hmm. than, than getting hurt or anything like that. I've almost never thought of getting hurt, which is, you know, kind of funny to think about when, when you're racing these bikes, you know, with three other dudes, but yeah, I'm, I'm almost always, you know, trying to figure out, I'm almost always, you know, nervous about not performing to, to the level that I want to rather than getting hurt. I mean, it just shows in that clip there that how sort of close you and Brookie are, you know, with um, similar styles and, and things like that, you know, okay. You're a bit more of like, I would say, probably like a Lee Adams sort of like in the armchair type of type of rider and things like that. So fairly, fairly well safe and all that sort of thing. But it proves that, you know, you, even though you're good mates, you still want to get one over each other at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when, when you're out on the track, you, you don't have any friends. No, you know true. I mean? You know, I, I got enough friends at home, <laughs> you know, so I, I'm, I'm not there to make friends or anything like that. Mm. I'm there to do my job and, you know, and hopefully win races, mm. you know, and I think, that that's all of our our mentality going into it for the most part. I think everybody's there to to do the same thing. So it's pretty much who can outperform who. Mm. You know what I mean? I think me, me and Brock are, are good buddies off the track, and you know we get along pretty well. And I think we have the same kind of humor and all of that. And, you know, it it's definitely helps when we're across the pond, and you know we're trying to. Uh, we're dealing with the season and it helps to have a familiar face, but yeah, no, like I said, when, when we're on the track, you know, I, I don't really look at him or, you know, even my brother as my brother, look at him as my friend or any of that, mm. you know, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm there to do my job and I'm there to hopefully win. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sure you do some more winning next or this coming season, you know, things like that. So when are you next out riding in America and when's your next meeting? You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think uh I think the next meeting that I'll do would probably be the best pairs, which I'll mm. be teamed up with uh Aaron Fox for this year. Okay. So that'd be good then. Yeah, no, I think you know, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it'll be at Bakersfield, which you know, I've always said that, you know, I think Bakersfield would be a great track to to host the best pairs as it has different race lines and all of that. I think Sometimes Paris, it, it can just be a bit hard and slick where it's, you know, whoever makes the start, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a follow the leader kind of deal. So no, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I think, I think the best Paris match will be a good race to, uh, to uh, leave the year behind here and, you know, head on over to England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, if you can end on a high on that meeting, you know, let's say bring that over to the UK, maybe get a few practice spins over here in the UK and then sort of like go from there, you know, get yourself dialed in uh, and away you go come April, you know, when you get that first meeting at Oxford. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm honestly, I'm pretty eager to get the season going and get back <laughs> on the bike. And, you know, when, when I come home, I, I kind of, it's almost like a, a coming back down to earth where, you know, I have to work a normal job and I have to, you know, that when I'm over in England, you know, my main focus and really my only focus is racing, mm. which makes life, I mean, when that's all you have to worry about, you know, it makes life so much more simple. You know, mm. you'd, you'd think working, going to work, working a nine to five would, is the most simple thing that you could do. But, you know, when, when you're racing in England and 
you know, and that's your job. You know, that that's what I've found. That's where I'm the happiest. So, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm eager and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Turning left's the way forward for you then, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, if if I can race through the bikes for, you know, the next 10, 15 years, if I can at least milk that out of it and, and then get a job, I'll be happy. I'm sure you will, mate. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you've got a lot of lot left in you yet before you can get to that sort of time, you know. Yeah, I, I hate working. <laughs> I, I, hate working I think we all do. Bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even, you know, there there's times, you know, when I was racing last year where, you know, I'd be on a few hours sleep and I'd have to get up and do bikes and, you know, get ready for the next meeting. And, you know, where you didn't really have a lot of sleep, but I mean, it's so much of a difference when you're doing that and you're running off of a few hours sleep to go to a job that you don't want to do or do something like that. You know, I think racing, you know, I'm, I'm eager to, to do what I need to do to hopefully accomplish what I want. So yeah, it, I'm definitely eager to put the work in and hopefully see results. I'm sure you will. And the results will come, you know, and things like that. Um, you know, so it's great to see more than anything, mate, but I'm going to sign off for tonight, especially after all the, the technical difficulties we had tonight, which is very unfortunate, but hopefully you've enjoyed yourself and been a bit different tonight. Yeah, no, I think we, we persevered. We, we did. It. We did. We, we did, mate. Yeah. And of, of course those issues, I mean, it never happened, you know, if, if everything went well, you know, yeah. it never happened if, if we did it pre-recorded or anything like that. Of course, if it's live and we're on the spot, <laughs> random issues come up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but, it is what it is. Exactly, mate. Exactly. But thanks to everyone who's watched tonight and stuck with it and uh, stuck with the show and everything tonight. Hopefully the next show when we do it, do it live won't have as many issues, but it's still been great to hear Dylan Rummel tonight and see him racing and him even analysing his own racing, you know, for races he doesn't even remember he did. <laughs> you're only human mate you're only human mate but we look forward to yeah. seeing you uh when you come over in the new year oh it's not new year. In, yeah, when the season starts sorry in uh in a few months you know and stuff like that um is there anything you want to say to the english fans before you come over oh just that you know i'm looking forward to the year i'm looking forward to meeting all the fans and meeting everybody down at oxford you know i'm looking forward to it and hopefully i can uh hopefully i become a uh, fan favorite i'm sure you will because you're a very likable guy trust me you're very likable <laughs> yeah i've been told i've been told by plenty yeah exactly but um i just want to say to everyone thanks again for watching the show tonight um make sure you like and subscribe to the five one speedway show on the youtube and on the podcasts uh, and things like that and catch up with previous shows um but thanks for tonight dylan much appreciated buddy yeah thank you for having me boss no problem